tonight, and I'm looking forward to it. Be sure to look at your bulletin. Uh, a lot of you might have might or might not have heard that Miss Betty Blunt fell on her way out this afternoon. Um, I think she broke her dish and cut her hand pretty good. And uh, last I heard, they'd taken her to the ER to make sure she hadn't broken anything. They don't think that she has, but we want to be sure to remember her in our prayers. Um, also to remember Robert's sister, Mariana. Um, and also Miss Joyce Thomas, who is not doing uh, very well at all in the local hospital. So several people for us to remember. And um, it's good to be back this afternoon. We'll have a devotional service. Dustin's going to come and lead us in a few songs. And ask him to come do that. We're going to sing 555 as we begin this afternoon. Seek ye first if you need your book. 555. We'll sing this before we're open in prayer this afternoon. A smaller crowd, so everybody sing out. Alright? Everybody sing out. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His right. And all these things shall be added unto you. Singing Alleluia, Alleluia. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you, singing Alleluia, Alleluia. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, singing Alleluia, Alleluia. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, singing Alleluia, Alleluia. This time we'll be led in prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, our Lord and our God, Father, we thank you for such a wonderful day, for a beautiful day, a time that we can come and worship you, a time that we can reflect upon your word and reflect upon that word upon our hearts. We thank you for the lessons that we've heard. We thank you for the strength that we gather through you, through your Son, Jesus Christ. We ask for forgiveness when we have fallen short of that mark. We ask that you would be with those that are sick, those that have lost loved ones. We ask you to be with Miss Betty as, uh, at this time, those that will see after and uh, ask that, that those uh, injuries may not be severe, that she can get back home very quickly. Again, forgive us when we fail you, for it's in Christ's name I pray. Amen.
turn to 96. We're going to sing 96 before the message tonight. Today, I guess. 96. It was really neat this morning to be down front. Um, and I know there were more responses than just the 13 that were mentioned. And that's the coolest thing. I mean, there was a response probably in everyone's heart that was connected to that, that listened to that message today. That's a strong message. And I love hearing people just open up their heart and just sharing, like, I'm struggling with this. Or this, you know, how many of us can need to say, like, i got to be more convicted in our life. And that was really neat. And uh, I might as well preach the message up here, Wes. I'm fired up right now. No, he said have at it. He told me it's going to be short, so we'll see. But we've all been challenged, and I'm excited. Mark, uh, I didn't say this earlier, but Mark um, said there's, there's just a brotherhood that goes on with being a firefighter. And he said, um, the, the guy that just passed away, he said, he, he was my brother. We were brothers. And, and I didn't tell him about my God, you know. And that, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to be thinking about that all day because I guarantee you that everyone in this room has somebody that maybe it is your brother or maybe it's your brother in Christ that you know is not where they need to be. But uh, that was just really challenging. I want us to sing 96. Let's stand if you're able. I stand in awe. Everybody sing out. You are beautiful beyond description, too marvelous for words, too wonderful comprehension, like nothing ever seen or heard. Who can grasp your description majesty enthroned above and I stand I stand in awe of you I stand I stand in awe of you holy God to whom all praise stand in all of you, and I stand, I stand in all of you, I stand, I stand in all of you, holy God to whom all praise is due. I stand in all of you. Amen. 810 is the song of encouragement. 810. Five minutes. Five up here. There you go. My daughter asked how long I was going to speak today. She said, you promise? <laughs> no. <laughs> kind of put me on the spot. The, uh, 
But just, I can't say it again, just the whole weekend has been great. You know, a lot of what Brad has brought to us this weekend has been what is customarily known as apologetics. And that doesn't mean that we're apologizing for our faith, but apologetics means to make a defense. It is to get behind. This is why I believe what I believe. You know, one of the things that comes up so often throughout the Christian life is this question of, well, how do you know that? Because this is a book that makes some incredibly bold claims. So some claims that, that quite, quite honestly, if they weren't written in this book, would be incredibly arrogant, incredibly uh, unhuman to, to take as a position. Uh, why do people look at you strangely when you say that the earth was created in six days? It's a hard position to take. Why do you believe that? Why do you believe something like that? Aren't you smart? Why, why the idea that well baptism is something that's done for the remission of sins? Well, why would you believe that when most of the world doesn't practice that? Well, why would you stand up and say in our world that homosexuality is a sin that someone can lose their eternal soul for? That's an unpopular statement. Well, what gives you the nerve to get up and say that, that the man is to be the head of the woman, that, that, that women are not to teach or have authority over a man? That, why, why would you say that? Are you some sort of a sexist individual? We could go on and on, even down to just the very idea that Jesus is the Son of God. Where, where do you get that idea to tell the other people about God? That's why we had this seminar. To give our focus just for a moment to what lies behind the statement. You see, what happens so often in our preaching and our teaching is we focus on what the Bible teaches. We support those things because the Bible teaches that, right? Creation, Genesis 1, a, woman, a woman's role in the church, 1 Timothy chapter 2, uh, you know, baptism, Acts 2, on and on we were going to go, homosexuality, Romans 1, because the Bible teaches X, therefore I know X is true. And that's a wonderful position for us to take. But for many people, when we start talking about that, they'll say, well, I hear what you're saying. Okay, so the Bible does teach that. So what? I don't believe in the Bible. We have the Koran, the Book of Mormon, we have Confucius, we have all of these new, new world and new age religions. So many other things that say something very different. Why do I care what the Bible says? And so in our formula, we have to back up. And before we can say the Bible teaches X, we have to come back and say, this is the God's inspired Word. There are things within this book that could not be there if they did not come from an inspired source, from a higher power. There are things in this book that no man could, could have put into this book. That's why we believe it to be inspired or God-breathed. And we don't have that discussion every, every time we take a biblical position, but every time we take a biblical position, that is, has to be understood. Otherwise, why do I care? And some people will say, what are you talking about the Bible? I don't believe in God. God's inspired Word. Who is God? And so we have to back up. We have to back up because our world is filled with atheists and agnostics. Some from a, some from a scholastic point of view, but most, most there from a very practical point of view. Most people are practical atheists. They don't believe in God because God is very inconvenient for their lifestyles. But that doesn't change the way that they feel about God. They just dismiss Him. And so we have to back up even again to what, what, what I would call is the, the formula for religious knowledge. How do you know that anything is true? Well, you have to have all of these things. Number one, you have to prove that God exists. And we didn't spend a lot of time with that this weekend, but the, but the evidence, Romans chapter 1, tells us it's all around us. The creation declares His name. 
or moral arguments, design arguments, causational arguments, even ontological arguments, all these things, the evidence is overwhelming. There's a God. The Bible says you're a fool if you don't believe in God. And what does that mean? It means you're looking at this world that's full of evidence and acting like it's not there. There is a God. Who is that God? How has that God revealed Himself to us? Well, that's where we come to the things that we talked about this morning. We come to the things that we talked about last night. Why is it that we had a whole lesson about dinosaurs in the Bible? Kept our kids' attention pretty well. I'll tell you why. Because there are a lot of people in the world that say, that say listen, what I, see, what I see this idea of, of dinosaurs and what I see in the Bible, those things don't, don't mesh. And so if those things don't mess, this, that, 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 then this book must not be true. So I don't care what that book says, it's got some lies in it, it's got some inaccuracies in it. So they dismiss what is there. So what do we have to do? We have to talk about those things. The truth isn't scared. The truth doesn't run from things. God exists. Plus, the Bible is God's inspired word. Then, the Bible teaches X. That's how I know something's true. That's how I can have conviction about something. Conviction that will stand in the face of adversity. Conviction that will actually change my life. All three of those things have to be built up. We're not losing, we're not losing people in the church very often because of a disagreement about what the Bible teaches. I don't see that happen very often at all. But we are losing people because of their lack of faith in this book and their lack of faith in God. So we have to go back and, under, and undergird those things, if you will. And, and that, that idea brings us to the closing of the Sermon on the Mount there in Matthew chapter 7. And we sing about it and we do the hand motions, but the, 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 the message is simple, but it's powerful. When Jesus says, Therefore, because of all these things I've taught you, therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them, may be compared to a wise man who built his house upon the rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and burst against that house and yet it did not fall for it had been founded upon the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act upon them will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and burst against that house and it fell and great was its fall. That's how Jesus concludes the Sermon on the Mount. What's He say that is the difference? The difference is not whether or not you heard the sermon or not. The difference is not whether or not you were here this morning or you're here at 1.30. The difference is, did I hear the message? Did I hear the Word of God and allow that to impact my life? Did I hear it and then do it? you got a whole world that's hearing it. Jesus says, I want people that do it. Faith without works is what? It's still dead. It's still dead. Works don't save you, but faith without works is dead. You don't really have faith. Allow these things to build your faith. Allow these things to make you and mold you and even change you if need be. To change the way you talk, who you talk to, what you do, what you don't do. To change who you are. To be transformed into His image. To be the wise man who looks at a world and says, listen, there's every reason in the world to believe that God is. There's every reason in the world to believe that this book is not just an ordinary book. It's a supernatural book. There's every reason in the world to read the things in this book and believe them to be true. There's every reason in the world for me to hear those words and then do those words. I know they can be applied in so many different ways in so, in so many people's lives. But friends, that's the reality. Everything's going to boil down to that.
So if you're here tonight and you've heard God's Word, you've heard it today, you've heard it, if you're here this afternoon, you've heard it so many times, right? The question is, is it making a difference? Are you doing it? Are you the wise man or the foolish man? Every time you open up your Bible to read, every time you hear a sermon, every time you hit in the Bible class, you're going to walk out and I want you to ask that question, am I a wise man or am I a foolish man? I want to be amongst the wise. I want that house to stand because it's built upon the rock. And that rock is Jesus Christ. Friends, brethren, if you're here this, if you're here this afternoon and you come up and you look at your life and say, I've heard it, but I haven't done it, it's time to change. It's time to be baptized. It's time to repent. It's time to lean upon Him. That's why we're here. To give Him praise and Him glory and Him honor because He and He alone is the source and the power that we so desperately need. So if you have that need, why don't you come as we stand and as we sing. from east to west and runs as deep as it is wide you know all our hopes Lord you know all our fears and words cannot express the love we feel but we long for you to hear so listen to to tell you basically how, how awesome of a God that you are. That, that's, that's a beautiful thing. I know there's probably a few of you that haven't had a chance to take the Lord's Supper. We're going to close with number 15, step by step, um, if you need your books this afternoon. Thanks for being with us. Enjoy your afternoon. Um, the rest of it, we'll sing this and give you an opportunity to take the Lord's Supper um, to your left as we sing this. Let's sing, uh, sing this through one time together. Oh God, You are my God, and I will ever praise You. Oh God, You are my God, and I will ever 
and I will learn to walk in your ways, and step by step you'll lead me, and I will follow Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the great day that it's been and what it's been to this church. Lord, I ask that we will take it and that uh, this weekend will strengthen us and strengthen our faith in you and that we will be able to show others, to bring others to you and be truly convicted that you are God and to do your will. Lord, I ask that you give us opportunities and that uh, you'll allow your spirit to work through us and be evident through us. Lord, we love you and thank you most of all for your son. It's His holy name I do pray. Amen.